Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. I hope everyone's had a great week. Thanks for joining us again. Good on you, everyone that did that. <sighs> That's right. Subsequently. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, thank you for joining us in our brand new studio that seems to have a large patch of white wall <laughs> in the background. And I'm not sure that we can do anything it's about that. It's called new and improved. <laughs> that's what it's called. Ali, come on. That's a <laughs> pretty public we, hospital with we, the curtain. We, <laughs> we can, you know, we can, come we can, on. There's a Russian behind us <laughs> screaming about having a bad hernia. Why can, would you say that just when we started the pod? You could have said it before so we could change it a little bit. Next yeah, time. I could have. Hey, Next Miss, time. actually, could you do something? Could you, you reduce the it? brightness of oh, that yeah. big light? Maybe that that that'll help it. Yeah, the big one. Too pale? Uh, yeah. Hey, should we start with, Jordan, what do you think will work better with the algorithm? Should we start with Lydia Thorpe or should we start with China and Australia trade wars? Oh, uh, China and Australia trade wars. Obviously, that's what everyone's going to click on, that's for right. sure. Yeah, I think that's good. that's good. A very abstract idea where we have no inside information. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, You think you've got an insider, dude? <laughs> And hey. that's it. Well, at least we topped the uh, Kramer painting falling down. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I don't know what happened. What, is it dead? Fine. Just How is there water? That's not water. What is it? Don't worry. Fuck. Oh, my God. It was booze. Hey, look, we do it live. This is what we get. This is what we get. Why did that happen? And I'm going to turn your honest, mic off. It'll probably happen every episode. Oh, there we go. Yep. Great. Awesome. What is going what is on? Fuck. Why is this every- is perfect. Well, at least that one was water. <laughs> it's getting better. Fuck. All over the books that I need to read. Oh, oh my God. Fucking hell. I'm, I'm blaming you guys. I, it was fine. I just fucking sat down. Well, does that yeah, make it works. sound? It, it, it really does. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, uh, so maybe... Well, so what happened is, Jordan, Lydia Thorpe was... First of all, this in itself is so fucked up, but she was at a strip club... For her 50th birthday, apparently... So females or males? A male. Like, no, females. Like, what? Gentlemen's club. She was at a gentleman's club. She was at a gentleman's club celebrating her 50th. We see a video. I'll actually play a sound clip what is, of is, this video. Lydia Thorpe isn't a lesbian, is she? No. Nah. No, nah, definitely What's not. What's she doing there? How does that get a go? Good question. Good question. But, like, the, the, more, the more important question is... Not what she was doing there. That's a legitimate question. But also, what she, what did she do there on her fiftieth? Okay, check this out. Hold up. Senator Lydia Thorpe has been handed. Hey, where are your headphones? From a uh, club following a bear. But um, you probably could have warned me about this, but it seems that everything's back on track. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. A racist bomb. Okay, so what happens is, I don't know how much of that you got, but what happened is... Is Lydia Thorpe a houser? Yeah. She basically is at this point. It's crazy. She is at this point. She picked a fight with someone, right? And she's like, she's screaming at all the men, small penis, small penis, small penis. And then she's getting pissed off at like... uh, 
Oh, Aboriginal nice. guys that are with uh she, oh, with like you. white thank women you, saying you. like if you're gonna hang around Listen. with this c word then you're you're a disgrace and uh she just goes insane right and then they say like so they question her the next day saying like hey what the hell was that about she said uh, i was provoked the strip yeah. club <laughs> gives her a lot. Strip club. The strip club gives her. Oh my god! This club. is the authoritative source. This is the voice of reason. Yeah, the strip club gives her a <laughs> lifetime ban, and she's saying she a was not provoked. She was the one ban. who instigated it. It's insane. The strip club owner says this is how this was provoked. She got drunk and started going on every table at the strip club and started screaming. Uh, uh, at all the men saying like you stole my land you stole my land fucking hell and that's in a when- strip club it's like there's other things to accuse people in strip clubs of that are like a lot more legitimate like what like also, you what wank off in the corner a lot do people oh, what are you doing happens. here go hey, back hey, to your hey, family that's, that's his business alright <laughs> <laughs> but what is happening this like m- meltdown for everyone to view you know it's incredible so mental remember how everyone was saying is kevin rudd fit to be in office after being at a strip club once yeah well seems like he was fairly polite (laughs) when he was there how far we've come (sighs) it's really remarkable to me that lydia thorpe thinks that it's acceptable to behave like (laughs) this as a senator and i've got to say what's even more remarkable is She's right. Keep it coming. Dude, good on her. <laughs> really She's lucky. definitely the gold rolling in. She is she, she is a one person army at this point. She is. Like, I don't know. It's not policy to do that. So what happens to hey, her now? Like, what's her future? She's the senator here. She'll decide. <laughs> right. That's true. Maybe she's playing 4D chess. <laughs> Do you think she was... As she was screaming in the strip club, show some respect <laughs> to randoms. <laughs> And then she got banned from the strip club. Like that's not that's not good optics in the very least. Yeah, that's you know incredible I mean? because I'd imagine that a lot of guys have been very drunk at strip clubs and they'd be like, mm. get out, but come back tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Imagine what you would have to do to get a lifetime ban <laughs> so on your birthday. <laughs> and then rolling into Parliament the next day and like I had a big night. Like, what? <laughs> but having said all of this. <laughs> she still looks pretty good for someone in their 50s. Yeah, you gotta say that. It was oh, probably, she was probably looks 50s. better than most of the strippers there. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know she was in her 50s. That changes things. Like, it was her 50th it's birthday. Five oh, okay, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, well, in that case. Yeah, look. She does not look a day over 42. Yeah, yeah. I know. Good on her. Fair, Which I'll is bizarre because she, has, she leads such a rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, How yeah. is she managing that? Yeah. It's. So rock and roll. We've really got to go into this. Like, have the sex pistols been banned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Their advice to her is like, take it easy. Take it slow. Pace yourself, girl. <laughs> so wild. So what happens to like, what's her political future? Do you think like some I people... I think it just keeps going from strength to strength. You reckon I'm like- telling you now, I was saying this in the pre-show, you can sign up just to verify this, but look, I'm a strong Labour man, but I'm putting a solid one next to Lydia if I move to Victoria. Finally. Look, I know Finally. I was just saying that like uh, voting for the meme is a bad idea in the last podcast, but I'm going to have to contradict myself. Sometimes the meme is too good. <laughs> You're making it hard. Finally brought you over to the independence. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm going to vote for her too if I could. Well, I'm just going Don't back. you think, like, after... It's, it's something in us that's really Australian that as soon as you hear that a politician goes to a strip club, your response is, yeah, lad. Hell yeah. <laughs> what a king. Yeah. They're just it, living their life. Yeah, it's like the French with affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aussies yeah. really like hearing that a politician goes to a strip club. And I'll even go further than this. Rub and tug. Yeah. If you went to a rub and tug, that's just funny. Has yeah, that ever yeah. been a thing? Has some politician been caught at a rub and tug? Surely. For sure they would. They'd have to. I'm guessing that guy the, uh, that, that, that got the wine bottle, the bribe. You know, what's his name? Yeah, how could Barry O'Farrell not have gotten a yeah, rub and tug? Yeah. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> it's, a, it's like it was in his policy for sure. Yeah, wasn't, yeah there a, wasn't there like a friend of yours? I can't remember if it was a friend or someone that you just knew whose job it was to like oh, go yeah. to different rub and tug hey, I'm right spots. here. I'm right here. You don't have to expose it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm was joking. it you? What, what did they do? Their job was literally to test out if they get offered a rub and tug. At different and, and different spot. places. Because if they do offer a rub and tug, then they're like in violation of whatever license they have. Oh. So he's like... Had to get the rubber. Yeah, he has to get so he's like getting jerked off. Yeah, when you sign like up for that making job? mental notes despicable. Anyways, continue. <laughs> that's a that's, look that's despicable. But if there's any places going, let me know. <laughs> the only place where you can. Just pass off your rub and tugs as a business expense. As a, yeah, tax expense. <laughs> yeah, tax free rub and tugs. That man's <laughs> living the life. Now the question is, honestly. I know that Lydia Thorpe has degraded the institution of the Australian Senate beyond repair. <laughs> but is it worth it? I'm going to say mm, yes. It's a tough Dude, one. no one cares about the Senate anyways. Like, it's fine. Well, I've always been a strong proponent of ba- banning it entirely, and then we wouldn't have this problem oh, wait, in the first she, place. Is she in Dude, this? I reckon don't even ban it. Just keep it full of crazies. Keep the normal parliament, just like straight and normal people that, like, you know, are working for the country and shit. But Senate... Just buffoons all over. Well, it always has been, really. Wait, is it, she, it's just not as wait, colourful. Wait, is she in the Senate with Penny Wong? Yeah. Oh, well, it's just a circus anyway. Live it up. I didn't know yeah. she was in the Senate. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah, she yeah. was in the real why, why is it a circus of Penny Wong? Yeah, Penny Wong? Wong's in Dude, she's no, like, no, no, I don't mean that. She's the real No, player. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I just mean the Senate You is, and Paul Keating sometimes need to tone it down a little no, bit. No, no, no. I, I, I just mean what the Senate is a circus. Recently. Like, I thought the Senate was like show and tell. Like you bring in your Lego and they're like, that's very nice, Miss Wong. And they sit down. Isn't the Senate just a bit of fun? A bit of a joke? I mean, more or less. More or less. Yeah. But yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, why do you not like Penny Wong? What's your No, I do like Penny her? Wong. I was, I, I like Penny Wong. I'm just saying she's in the Senate and the Senate is a joke, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's not supposed... I'm saying let's make it a joke. I think it is already a joke. Can we just also point this out as well? How does anyone take the green seriously? I know that she's out of it, but they brought her in. I think is number one on their ticket for Victoria. Yeah, that's mm. pretty It has wild. to say something about the Greens as a party, that that is even accepted. That no one at any point thought, let's put her down to number two. <laughs> <laughs> that, first and foremost, she's getting in. <laughs> yeah, but like, to be fair, Green, ha- she has disassociated herself from the Greens. I know, but yeah, like, has. it doesn't... You know, you let in, you opened up Pandora's box. You are the guys that put her in there. Mm. So, are you going to take any responsibility for that at all? <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely should take some responsibility. Come on. For that. Yeah, it's like, definitely changed from the Bob, what's his name? 
Bob Catter. Catter from the Bob Catter days. It's definitely moved a lot from like just gum trees, you know. Yeah, the same rule applies. You know how like one one of your mates when they introduce another guy into the friendship group and that new person is just an absolute shit cunt. Mm. And so who gets to blame? The guy who introduced that person. To the yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not giving Greens that kind of blame. It's a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point. It's got to... Come on. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure like... do something to their polling, surely. <laughs> I'm sure in behind closed doors, like every time some Labour or Liberal guy looks at them, they're always like, I'm sorry, I, we fucked up with this one. <laughs> 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 but I, I say keep the entertainment cunning, uh, coming. We I appreciate it at least. And I'll vote for uh, Lydia Thorpe for sure. Any yeah, day. Time, I don't even, I'm not even saying it. Labour have had enough love. It's time to move to the independence. You guys vote for her and I'll vote for, what's his name, Paul it, She does Hogan. actually just up the ante in a long, proud tradition of a bunch of psycho independents in the Senate. Yeah. Because it's always been a thing of, that's where you leave the doldrums that are owed a favour. The Senate mm. used to always, you know what the Senate used to be called for the Labour Party? The pension package. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what it was for. It was for a bunch of old people that had been in the unions for a long time and they thought, oh, yeah, Jeff's been... Uh, like, I feel bad. <laughs> just chuck him in there. Let Jeff ramble off in the Senate about, like, Marmite's actually better than Vegemite. <laughs> and, and he did for many years. <laughs> did he? Actually? Yeah, absolutely. Shit. Have you ever watched the Senate, Ali? Have you ever watched them come in with their little speeches? Sometimes, They do come yeah. in with show and tell, like with their little scarves yeah, or... Yeah. Some item that they have in their hand. Mm. It is show and tell. Yeah. I, yeah, but it's a lot sadder when it's 60-year-olds in suits. <laughs> <laughs> so show and tell for 400K a year. All right, enough uh, enough uh, Lydia Thorpe bashing. She Who's bashing? I'm not. Yeah, we're not bashing. We're just, we're <laughs> She's just the one that's bashing. We're just observing. <laughs> just randomly. She's such a goer. Um, Passionate. All right, okay, let's talk about... So the China and Australia trade war... Supposedly has thing? just ended. Is this the beer thing? Uh, Bali, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so what's happened is that China had uh, put tariffs on Australian barley and wine and a few other things called, and uh, in cold they actually, in some cases they straight up banned it, but they put extra tariffs on it. And Australia had uh, filed a case in international arbitration against it. Because there's a rule, if, you've, if you're if a member of the World Trade Organization, then you can't have, you can't sell a country's products at a disadvantage, which China was doing with Australia. And China has basically, they've, uh, they've, they went through this mediation process and they've resolved the issue. It seems like China's about to lift all the uh, tariffs on Bali, bring them back to what they used to be. And the next thing is wine. And there's this... Apparently, according to Penny Wong, the trade wars might just end now. And they're going to start Shit. accepting our coal again. Uh, they've wow. already they kept taking iron ore. And so the question then becomes, why is China doing this? If you trust ABC journals, like Which what's his name? Do. Ian Verander. What's his name? I don't know. Some schmuck. His Ian thing Fleming. was, did you notice... That this coincides because, like, the one point of view was like, "Oh shit!" So China is sort of reforming its view on this hawkish foreign policy again, and his and the ABC Journal's views are: Did you notice that this perfectly coincides with China doing a drill into Taiwan? And what they're really doing is they want to ensure that they keep getting iron ore, 
and uh, they're going to use that iron ore to fuck the Taiwanese up the butt. And uh, Australia, unlike uh, France that has developed this neutrality pact, is not going to be able to do that because Australia will have to make a decision immediately when the attack on Taiwan happens whether we're going to give them iron ore or not. So gotcha, this means nothing. I Look, as always... Fair Come and on, ABC, you're just filling up airtime, aren't you? <laughs> this vague anti-China secret. That is such a great summary of ABC24. Exactly what you yeah. said. That it, on repeat. No, but like straight up, those were their points. If you listen. And, and then I mean, they're just such nothing points. Aren't no, they? they're full of shit. Then there's this other view, which is like the less hawkish people in China. They're like, oh, China is doing this because they want Australia to be an advocate uh, to include China into the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Mm. And uh, and so China's basically trying to seek an ally in, uh, to inc- for their inclusion. Mm. Mm. Which is not a bad thing if you think about it. I don't, who's including them in it? Isn't the entire point of the Trans-Pacific Partnership to keep China yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But China wants to be a part of it. Yeah, of course mm. they do. Uh, and you know what? Kevin Rudd, I love how he just plays dumb on the whole thing. He's like, hey, guys, I've got a good idea. How about we just include China in the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Just include them. Yeah. He's always pushing that. Dude, he it would be... He's doing it. It's uh-huh. a good move. Yeah, but again, like, again, <laughs> if we start advocating that, the Americans are going to be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> We're not going to do that. No, we no. made this entire thing to counter China. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we need their sweet... Shekels, though, for our economy. Dude, not only do we... So there's a more practical view as to why China is doing this in the first place. China's global trade is $900 billion more than the US now. Jesus! If if there's a trade disruption, they're the biggest losers of it. That's like mainly Transformers toys, right? Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) We also know... But China's incentive of becoming a Trans-Pacific partnership is that they're the largest producers of uh, green technology. So... Uh, solar batteries and Shit. and and they also depend on Australia for rare earth uh, minerals that they're gonna have to use to develop all this. So they want to sell that shit to the world, and so they want to be part of TPP for that, which is understandable. But there's there's another reason why China might have softened their approach in this trade war. Firstly, we know that their coal ban kind of failed. It failed spectacularly. As soon as they did that, uh, they had a massive coal shortage. And this was like during their lockdowns of COVID and they there were cities in China that went into a blackout. Do you think that would have an effect on it maybe? Uh, then also, um, it's just, it's kind of sometimes it, like, the problem with for China vis-a-vis Australia is like all of what we're exporting to them is really inelastic. It's not shit. Maybe Bali and wine is something that they can like choose not to get. But... Most of the bulk of our exports, they can't live without. So mm. they know that they can't leave Australia, and so they have to develop a cozier relationship with them. And if they do this, they might... And actually, one of the bigger points is that we know that the public sentiment in China is very p- pro-labor. They love the Labor Party. Mm. When Albo got elected... Far out, Dutton was right. <laughs> I knew it no, all No, but along. like straight up, WeChat had these weird stories of like they love Kevin Rudd as well right because Kevin Rudd yeah. can speak Mandarin so they think like he's the is amazing when Albo got elected there were rumors well I would say rumors because they weren't true they were they were calling Albo little brother of Kevin Rudd and they also were saying he's There's also no there. fluent <laughs> in Mandarin 
Huh? It's also he's also fluent in That's Mandarin. Not true though. No, it's absolutely neither is he. Kevin Rudd's little brother. What the hell? Know? Yeah, maybe he does. Albo's actually fluent. dude. That guy's fluent in drinking beer. That's all he's fluent in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's I, even rusty on that. He <laughs> yeah, he's fucking exactly. He's all skinny and shit. He's fucking dropping the ball. So, uh, so it, I think it's more politically palatable for the Chinese government to soften their trade approach to a labor government. They can sell that shit easy. Mm. As opposed to Liberal Party, and let's not forget the reasons—the reason when these uh, tariffs were placed in the first place was just after Australia spearheading this movement to launch a COVID fucking investigation campaign in the world to find out whether Wuhan virus came from a lab or a lab. Well, gotcha. there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I mean, you know, but it does antagonize them. <laughs> it does. It's a, it's a bad move, but you know, I was like, yeah. I want the results. But yeah, fair. It was a dumb thing to fucking do. Yeah, but I also think like. Australia should advocate for their inclusion in Trans-Pacific Partnership. Even if nothing happens, it's just a confidence-building yeah. measure. If we're going to yeah. do confidence-building measures with the U.S., right, we're getting, like, these fucking hundreds of billions of dollars worth of submarines, we can do a little bit by, like, saying, hey, maybe we should let China in. Even if it gets accepted or not, that kind of an advocacy for China in, in that global arena... Well, Do, definitely, yeah. Long way. Did you guys see the, um, did you see that there's like some footage of this guy in parliament? I think it's the guy, the the black dude from the IT crowd. He's just in Australian parliament for some reason. He's yeah, 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 yeah. And he's advocating, yeah. yeah. What's that, what's the deal with him? And why is he in our country? He's in the Greens. Oh, That's all Greens. I know about right, him. And okay. then I just remember him saying, Arthurnist. Yeah. The Liberal Party of yeah. <laughs> But it's just like, you and should be like, advocating. Damn, season five is nowhere near as well written as season four. Yeah, it's a bit flat. Like Brexit, the Brexit campaign's that way. What are you doing here? I don't even disagree with what he's saying, but I'm like, wait, what's you what is lost he? here? Like, what, how are you yeah. in Parliament? I don't yeah, know anything and about aren't this. You're supposed to be on seven out of ten hats. <laughs> you're on the wrong. Yeah, exactly, you're, you're on the wrong yeah, channel. You're on a show. Yeah, you, you just got you just got really mixed up. You're on the wrong program. Wait, what is he advocating for again? He's basically like the voice of reason. Really. Really, you could say right for fucking AUKUS. I mean, he, I don't disagree with what he's saying. It's just Wait, annoying. He's, he's going against well, he's, AUKUS. Yeah, he's the he's guy from IT crowd. No, yeah, he's, he's not literally the. Oh, he, just, he is he's literally the guy from the IT. He, crowd. he speaks who, who, and looks exactly, exactly like, him. like him. Who are we talking about? I don't know the his guy name. from the IT crowd. I don't know his name. I don't know but he's his like name. a senator from WA in the Greens. He's in <laughs> Parliament, and like I'm just like I'm like yeah. What you're spe- you're saying? You're speaking truth, but like, who are you? Why did you get here? <laughs> Okay. It's really confusing. I don't get it at all. Anyway, I just wanted to... I just thought, yeah. I don't and know. also, Ali, just because I'm on the subject, uh, as I was just going through Das Kapital again, right, uh, and I was listening to this lecturer talking about it, and he was he keeps using the example of Deng Xiaoping opening up China uh, to the idea of accumulating capital. And here's what I'm wondering... He was well aware of the evils of opening up capital, but there is also this argument that if you do that, that's the only way really to get to a place where capital is no longer necessary. Was that his kind of argument about doing it? No, I think he was just like, is the idea, I think he was off the view. He was just a soft, uh, he was a center-left dude. So he, he was saying that, Capitalism in its purest form is theory because no, I no, no, he did. 
Man, the Chinese are so much more educated than us. No, he in definitely does. In primary school, you learn about Das Kapital there. In primary wow. school. Wait, what is that again? Is that like a Marxist thing? <laughs> it's a... <laughs> <laughs> and that really shows the reason why we seem to be losing the trade war at the moment. <laughs> well, mid thirties Australian man. Interesting. What's Jess Capital? <laughs> I didn't hear Tucker Carlson talk about that this week. <laughs> Fuck. It just means Fuck. that capital. It's a Marxist book. Yeah, okay, okay. I picked it. I picked it. Marxist. I got it. I got it. Uh, it is amazing, Ali. You've got to go back and read it again because I think I'm in the same trap as you. It is amazing going back and rereading it as not an 18 year old and still being like. He does talk about corn and <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of corn but, uh, talk. Take any- away the corn. <laughs> if you just, it, I, I know that's pretty much half the book. But <laughs> if you take away just that mentioning, it's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I got the golden ticket. <laughs> I got the gold. That's the bourgeoisie. I got the golden ticket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, dude. He, but I, I do think that. I think that you should go back and read it as a thirty-year-old. You should. No one, I know time. that every dickhead first year uni, like myself and Ali, think like they get it back. You don't. Dude, you it's, don't get it's it. And very... I, I'm not even saying I get it. I bet you I'll go back and read it at 50 and just, Jesus, what was I thinking? It's it's a hard read. There's no doubt. I remember reading it at 17 as well. It's like a lot of it is math, which I Jesus. hated at the time. But yeah. I, the Deng Xiaoping point is, I think like, so what he was saying is like, he still countered the American point of view of the complete free market. He said that capitalism should be guided and should be controlled by the state, but it should, it should be, it should flourish in like yes, a microcosm. He understands the overarching argument that Marx was getting to, which is that at some point the tail starts wagging the dog. This is just the natural, the nature, mm. the nature of, I hate these words, but capitalism. So when you start making a society that starts abstracting from actual value in terms... He's pretty much just saying once you move away from bartering, really, and then you have this little intermediary thing called money that kind of guides it, and then you start making all these markets where you just get more money to do things, and you have this idea of, oh, okay, we'll use this abstract idea to start moving these commodities around easier. As soon as that starts happening, the actual items themselves start controlling society. It's actually the same way that they're arguing, uh, you know, did we, to go full circle with corn, did we domesticate corn or did corn domesticate us? (laughs) Totally. I think that that's what he's saying about money. Mm. I think like, so the best, he is saying that about money because like if you think about it, like he comes from a time when, if you look at the, the opening up of the wool trade in Britain, so Britain used to be like, you know, like any other medieval society, right? You had farmlands, they used to be a lord, and then they'd be like serfs that worked on that farmland. And he seems to be more cool with that system than the system he's critiquing. Yeah, he's because... Because like, he's like, at least that's honest, and you know where the value actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, you know who actually controls value. Because again, so like, just look at this the the the, the wool industry example because it's it's so uh, so it used to be like you know which Marx thinks is not as bad like those little uh, farmlands that people grew and so there was a certain amount of uh, you know weed barley whatever they were producing that you know the rich would get in uh, in like a in larger numbers the poor would get like a little bit of it they might be able to keep whatever they grow and at some point the world market for wool 
just skyrockets. There's centers that are flourishing in Europe, not in Britain, that have this huge demand for wool because they're making shit out of it. And so what a lot of the landlords in Britain decide to do is they decide to abandon their farmlands and they just start rearing sheep. Yeah. The problem with that is is that it's way less labor intensive compared to farming wheat or some shit. So there's huge swaths of people that get unemployed. Yeah. And so those like images that we have of medieval Europe where it's just like we're just looking at some guy on the street just like just a loaf of bread, sire. <laughs> and someone going like, fuck you, get the fuck. <laughs> that Kicking image? Him in the Kicking him in the ass. It's so good that this feudal lord has an Australian accent. <laughs> Bob Catter, fuck off. That image actually just comes from a farmer that was laid off by the wool industry. Yes. Like it literally caused huge amounts of unemployment, like the sort of shit that they talk about with AI in the future. And they never got employed until the Industrial Revolution kicked in, when people started going to factories. Yeah. So that's the inhuman uh, form of like how capital moves from like one place to another based on maximum return without caring for the the casualties that it creates. Right. Yes, but he's saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the feudal lord really doesn't have a choice in that system either because it's either like he just puts sheep on his land or he gets outcompeted and some other feudal lord will buy up his land and put sheep on it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. <coughs> so so he's just he's he's playing the game. He's like the game the free, requires is that this. the free market? Yeah, that's the free market, right? You just follow where the capital is taking you and sometimes it can go. That's what Deng Xiaoping was saying. Like that was his example of how unbridled capitalism goes out of hand. So he said that we want state to control this capitalism. When it gets to that point where like some kind of capital movement will create havoc in the in the labor force or whatever, then we can like mitigate that to force it. And so that's why like even their big companies still have huge huge uh, state control over them. Yes, and you <clears throat> have got to give it to them and I know that our audience always argues with us, but I will say that they have done an incredible job of controlling capital. What about the future? Surely at some point, the dam becomes too big and much like their poorly built Three Gorges dam, it'll come (laughs) flooded into Shanghai. Surely. Man, there's definitely risks. You've got to be on your game. So if you look at their housing crisis, right? That's actually part of the reason why like state controlled and again not to say that it doesn't happen in the free market we saw 2008 in the free market system in the u.s right so the fucked up things can happen in both systems but the state-owned control system is like sometimes your policy can just be wrong and so like if you're if like the chinese policy was if you don't have people buying shit doesn't matter just create the infrastructure that infrastructure will give them the ability to buy shit and the and then if the system will just keep rolling on so you like if you look at their film industry right so their film industry was shit it was trash compared to let's say india or nigeria or any other third world centers yep. that had a huge film industry and now it's really well funded but still shit yes but how they combated that was literally opposite of what india did so india was like their film industry was growing and as the demand grew, they started improving, uh, they increasing the number of screens that were going. So even villages started getting cinemas based on the popularity itself. China was like, our film industry is shit. What can we do? Let's start building a shitload of cinemas everywhere. So every small town 
Just keep building cinemas. Government Governments can do that when they own like half of the fucking infrastructure companies in the first place. So they kept building it. And to the point where like the Chinese, the cinemas were like, holy shit, what do we put up? We've got nothing. So first they got international shit to come up uh, to play on those screens. And now even Chinese film industry has actually gotten to that point because there's a huge demand for it. People started making stuff. Initially it was shit. And to some extent it's still pretty bad. But now they're actually making some decent shit as well. So there's like... It's a strategy of how you do it. But the problem is sometimes this can really backfire. Like in China's cases, when they just keep building infrastructure, like, you know, how we say the U.S. has the military industrial complex and China's the infrastructure industrial complex. They kept building over and over again in places where there really wasn't any demand. And once the economy started going a little down, all of those uh, projects just became dead induced and they'll collapse. Mm. So there's a way like there's this old uh, example of China, you know, when during Mao's time. There were these massive famines, and uh, and like uh, and so, the Communist Party was like, "How can we stop this famine?" And one of the one like one of the things that they kept saying was, "Every year, five pounds of grain is consumed by the sparrows, the robin sparrows, or whatever they're called, the birds. Every year, one bird consumes five pounds of grain, and that's wastage." So in this time, when we're going through a famine, we need to minimize wasted as much as possible. So they introduced a campaign to kill all the sparrows in China. They got successful. And you know what happened? Instead of losing five pounds, they lost their entire fucking fields. Because the sparrow was a natural predator. No, no, no. It was a natural predator of all these insecticides and pesticides and all this shit. Oh, shit. And so not only were they losing five pounds, they were losing five tons, depending on like what. That guy's not that that bright. So this this is an example of like. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, which we do. We use pesticide spray because we realize that policy is good. But it's also killing us. Yeah, that's also not a great... Anyways, the point is, like, sometimes these top-down strategies work really well because it gives you great control. But if you're wrong, you can royally screw up. Deng Xiaoping was right. But who's to say that every time you'll be right? That's what I'm saying. It's just Mm. that he must have had that calculation in his head that, look... As soon as we do this, we are just a guy at the rodeo on top of a buck, and one day we will get bucked off the saddle. He must know that. I, he must. I don't know what what his inner dialogue was, but I'm sure it's there just, was. I, I really feel like it's just like once you create a system where you've just got a bunch of billionaires, eventually the billionaires are going to have more capital and power behind themselves, regardless of whether they're like quote unquote employees of the state or not. Yeah, but that's why like Chinese billionaires just disappear. Like Jack Ma, yeah, he yeah, just disappeared yeah, yeah. for now. For now. What are you saying? Eventually. What ha- So you're saying eventually the capitalist thing will take over. You're saying like... I, I, I'm saying, yeah, eventually the abstract idea of money just becomes its own force. Mm. Actually, dude, that's why Xi Jinping came in power to the first place. Because they were saying that China is getting to that point where the billionaires are taking over just like in the Western countries. Oh, really? Yeah, so Xi... You know, Xi actually purged an entire section of the Communist Party that followed Deng Xiaoping's opinion. So think of it this way. There was a civil war in the Communist Party between hardcore communists represented by Xi and like uh, a group of people that sort of represented uh, political economy views that maybe that South Korean dictator had or Taiwan has. Yes. Which is state control, but let the capital flow go in its own ways. You can guide it here and there, but don't fuck with it too much. Mm. 
and they lost out in that power struggle. Mm. They were purged by Xi, and Xi took over on the campaign of like, China needs to go back to its Marxist-Leninist roots. And uh, Deng Xia- he doesn't necessarily say Deng Xiaoping was full of shit, but he says like he was good for his time. But now we're at a point where like we need to curtail this, otherwise there wouldn't be a difference between us and the U.S. Yes. And so he started resurrecting Marxist-Leninist statues all over again, right? And started again. taking full control. He believes what you're saying, and so he's trying to reform it in some sense. Now, the question is, is he right, or is it too late? I don't know if he's right because if you look at if you look at like how Chinese economy has fared in Xi's era compared to his predecessors. You'd probably say that, well, first of all, as soon as China, uh, she came into power, their uh, economy, which was, uh, their GDP growth rate was, rate was ridiculous. It was in double digits. It was like 11, 12%. We think it's a joke now, but China did that consistently for decades. Yes. And around when she came, that really dropped down to 6%. Yes. And now we're sitting at like 5 and 4%. So there's one argument saying like, okay. But isn't that a sustainable level of growth anyway? You kind of wanted to be that's sitting what, around the 3 to 5 That's what he rate. argues too. And I, I do agree with it to a certain extent. I just think that China was like a really export-driven economy. It still is, but like it was, those 12% was just coming from sending transformers to the US, right? <laughs> and at right some on. point they realized that we're vulnerable to outside <laughs> countries that can either blockade us or they can like stop buying from us or we might not be able to be as competitive. So we need to have a consumption-based economy like the U.S. does. And for that, we need to like really drop down our growth rate to keep it sustainable. Mm. So that was his point of view. Mm. But having said that, like even if you look at China now, like things like these, uh, these, uh, these sort of things, like what they did with us, the, the tariffs and the trade war with us, is an example of like top-down strategy kind of going wrong. Because they had to backtrack it in within three to four years, and it never really worked. There's not that much accountability in China, but if that was a, a Western government, they would get voted out just based on that. Mm. It's mm. just, it was, it didn't work. So like, it's a tough balance to maintain, which is why like, I honestly feel that a democratic country, which has like both of those views, you just pick and choose which, which school of thought is right for the the time being, what the time that you're in at that yeah, point. I'm, I'm saying that like, I don't think that, once that that like Pandora's box is open, you, it's, you know, like, let, let's just put it this way: Xi Jinping will never have the same power that Mao had. No, that is never going to be concentrated, regardless of how much people say Xi Jinping's like a dictator and whatever. I'm sure that that man still has to listen to captains of industry. Yeah, I mean, the one example of him changing his view, which Mao never did, by the way, which shows you Xi is nowhere near Mao, is the COVID lockdown strategy. Mm. The, the protests got to a point where China had to right, switch. Right, right, right. And they went from being like extreme lockdown to then like, okay, open it up. And she was like, if you, if she was asked often in different places and we, we have his view on record. He was like, look, I was told by the experts saying like, if we don't do this, these many people will die. And I said, okay, then there's no debate over here. If that's the right strategy, then we lock down. Mm. We just deal with the repercussions. And mm. he was like, People were so upset by it. And I was like, okay, if most people want this, then they can live with the debts that it's going to cause. So he clearly isn't that all-powerful Mao that just says sparrows are eating five pounds of grain, so like every sparrow is dead. sparrows. Can't do it. But he is trying to achieve that kind of control, though, irrespective. I know he's trying to achieve it. I just, like, it's just something that I never thought of before, which is that... uh, 
these inanimate objects kind of just take on a life of their own. And the inanimate, it's actually the inanimate object that is driving these systems now. That, that actually is the force that is controlling the planet now. It's not people. People are kind of just within it, shifting in and out of roles, mm. I guess. But China is slightly different because, like, they've got this massive conundrum, right? So if you look at China's east coast, that's along the South China Sea, China's, like, legitimately three countries in one. If you look at just the east coast, the belt, that's, like, as rich as South Korea is, like any first world country, mm-hmm. really. And when you get to, like, as you move away, you get to a second world, and then you get to the third world. Like but Hong Kong. Which is where the desert is. Yeah, which is where the desert is, right? So, unlike the U.S., which has every, like, most of the U.S., yes, they're, like, uh, centers that make more money than others, but generally speaking, it's a level playing field, you know? It's developed. It's, like, it has all the natural resources that you kind of need for any society to worry. So, if a state isn't doing that well, it's kind of on them a little bit. But China doesn't have that. Like some of those eastern parts, like where the Xinjiang province is, where all this Uyghur stuff is also happening, it just doesn't have the resources to be a first world place. So it's being subsidized by the East Coast elite of China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a policy of the Chinese Communist Party. Because historically, China has always been in this situation. Their East Coast is always flourishing. But the problem was that invaders from the uh, from the West, Mongols. the Mongols, used to come and invade their territory, yes, yes, yes. pillage, yeah. and go back. Yes. So they realized very very early on, even when they were like, um, even when they made the wall, that if we can't control our West, then our East cannot flourish. So what we need to do is ensure that some of the money from the East is recycled into the West to ensure that they're not hostile. Mm. And that's a state conundrum that they face, right? But the business elite of China would love for them to be like, just cut them off. (laughs) Why are you fighting over Tibet? They're they're like, it's a barren land that makes no money. Mm. Who cares? Mm. We'll make way more money over here. Plus, this is where everyone lives anyways. Mm. But China's like, "Mm, that's when you are going to disappear. Mm. You can't say that. It's our choice as what we do with your money, Mm. in a way. Mm. Mm. And so they have to keep that control, Mm. whereas like other countries might not have to. So it's a weird, complicated net. And that's why someone like Xi comes in to say like, "Eh, enough of this party. We'll tell you what happens with this money now. You know what else is like an incredible point about China that uh, I recently heard, which is when you're talking about Apple, for instance, and people are always saying, oh, well, Apple screwed over America and moved overseas. I actually heard Apple's perspective from it, and I was like, damn, that really shows what happens when you do have a government that's actually in control and can manipulate capital and move it to where it wants to go. He was saying, I tried to bring back Apple to the United States, but to make computers, surprise, surprise, you have to have an extremely educated workforce. This, we're not even talking about money at this point. We're just talking about people that have the uh, intelligence and expertise sure. to operate these extremely complicated machines. And he was saying, when we went to Texas, it was like, we could find two of those guys. We went sure. to China, there was literally stadiums. You could cram stadiums with these eggheads that knew how to do it. 
So you can't do these things in the West. Yeah. Because we do not have an education system that is remotely competitive with it. Mm. Yeah, people of that kind of niche skill in those kind of quantities that produce those devices for the entire world, really. There's also just more Chinese people too, right? So statistically, there'll be more of them. No, that's not, because like India... There's oh, a lot right. of Indians, but, but that's got not? nothing to do with it. And also, America, what do you mean? There's like 300 million people there. They could they could cram stadiums filled with IT eggheads if they yeah, wanted to. Yeah, that's true. They well, just don't no, that's the whole thing. They can't. That's, that's exactly the point. They can't. And when you hear things like President Joe Biden begging uh, automotive companies that they've repeatedly bailed out to be like, look, can you just reduce your fuel usage on your fossil fuel cars a bit and then the the guy yeah maybe and then hang up on the president of the united states and he has to go and brag on jimmy fallon being like look man i'm doing everything i can jack it really shows you can't do anything (laughs) in a western country you have no power at all none yeah which is why they're also like when people say like uh, all apples are shipped all of uh, our jobs to china even people that are arguing that they're not asking to bring those jobs back. They're just asking to move it to India for geopolitical reasons. Yes. And India is pitching itself. They might be able to. They're pitching themselves as like, you know, we're the next we're, we're the next China. We're friendly to you guys. And we also have a bunch of IT nerds. Yeah, but you actually aren't. Are you? you do not have the infrastructure and the brains for it. China has all of that At stuff. At this like point, you're like, right, yes. Real, man, they... No one has a choice. Yeah. You have to deal with it. And just, it is because of that state-controlled society. Mm. No, it's just like... To, to some societies are more? way more... Do they value... They just value education. Yeah, they're just that. way more hardworking. Yeah. Like, uh, Koreans, Chinese, Taiwanese... Japanese, like, too? Uh, Japanese. Like, they're just... Their work ethic is unparalleled. Bro, I'm part Indian if you want to think of it. I know their work ethic. We do not compare <laughs> to the Chinese. Mm. The Chinese are something else. Mm. They work like 12, 13 hours a day and they don't even think that was a big day for them. No. Some Indians can do that, but like not at the same level. And so it's, it's yeah, it's a common... There's a reason why everyone moved their shit to China. Why not anywhere else? Mm. It went to China because it made the most economic sense to them. And not just because of cheap labor. Mm. It was the whole combination of stuff. In fact, cheap labor, particularly... It's not even the cheapest labor. You could easily move it to Indonesia or the Philippines. Exactly. There's cheaper labor. Vietnam. Sri Lanka. There's cheaper labor over there. Sri Lanka. There's so many places where there's cheaper labor. I don't even think if cheap labor is the biggest priority for these people. Honestly, I believe Apple yeah. when they say that. I, I always thought that it was just because of cheap labor. And then as soon as they said that, it was, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a no-brainer. You, yeah. you can't operate anywhere else. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus. Well, you know, well, there's they a reason why they're the, the biggest economy in the world. Yeah, but How all I'm saying is that eventually at one point, we, we are kind of screwed if capital wins over in China globally. If it does become one of those countries like the United States, oh. we're not going to have stadiums filled with IT nerds anymore. Right. We're just going to have a bunch of TikTokers. <laughs> and that's <laughs> oh, the engine no. of the planet. Shit. Not TikTokers. Uh, Dude, even TikTok. It does happen. You're right. Like, TikTok is a fucking genius app invented by the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, look yeah, at yeah. that. It's put the entire media rest of the world We can into make a it a hundred times more addictive. More addictive, yeah. yeah. More fucked. Yeah. yeah. Way more fucked. Shit. I mean, you've convinced me. I'll I bow down to our new 
short or over. Dude, we found out. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know when Shorter. we. <laughs> Do you, do you know what's funny? We found out there's recently been some leaks of internal Chinese uh, thinking on this whole TikTok stuff. Like, you know how the Western countries are banning TikTok for privacy reasons and stuff? Apparently, they're laughing at that. Do you know why they're laughing? And it'll make complete sense to you as soon as I tell you. It's like, we don't need TikTok for your data, bro. How secure do you think the internet is? Mm-hmm. We can switch off Canadian electricity today. Really? And that's not because of TikTok. China it's because can. you have yeah what because you have no idea how unsafe the internet is shit and you don't need TikTok for it you can just steal data I just had this image of like Xi Jinping doing a presentation is like Deng Xiaobao Deng Xiaobao no no and then like the curtain comes down there's just a giant logo of MSN everyone's like ding 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 dude even the AI tech is crazy. They've been working at it for a long time now. Elon Musk was talking about how, really? yeah, back in the day, I was like, how oh, you don't realize the sort of shit that Chinese are working really? on in terms of AI. So, like in the next gen, they they're gonna be competitors. The in fact, that's what the entire fucking war is about. It is. It, you have to admit, it is pretty remarkable that the center of the most amount of labor accessible in the world is also that educated and focused we are scary extremely lucky that that strange set of circumstances equated in that because now that i'm thinking i really don't think that the rest of the world would be anywhere near as advanced as as it is without it surely yeah but like they've got one issue that the america never did what they're they're starved of certain raw natural resources they depend on other countries to do it. So if if, if America yeah. decided today to just cut off from everyone else, they can manage it. Yes. They've got everything in-house yeah, yeah, yeah. for their own 300 right. million population. Yeah. Even Australia. We'd lack some skills, but we'd be fine. Yeah. China can't do that shit. There's not enough uh, energy in China. Even with like all the solar power and all their uh, technolo- technological advances in, new, uh, in um, renewables, they're still depending on Australia to, for example, provide them with renewable energy in the future. Mm-hmm. They want they want Australia to provide them with lithium. They want Australia to provide them with bauxite, cobalt, all of this shit that you need for this transition. They have some. They, like, because China is a huge place. They have some, but not nearly to the same level that they're asking for. And they've got, like, they've got one component of it, which is the skills to be able to develop it, but they don't have the basics of it. And that's why they're but always that's the like... the story of Asia. That's the story of Asia. Yeah. And so they can never be truly, truly independent in that sense, which is why I always say that China can be curtailed in that sense. Their survival depends on us, our survival. Mm. So we don't necessarily have to go into this apocalyptic nuclear war with them because they understand that they need the rest of the world too. And like I was saying before, their trade volume is $900 billion, almost a trillion dollars more than the U.S. now. They really want this trade to flourish because if there's a breakdown in this, they're screwed themselves. Mm. Mm. But apparently we still need to buy submarines to nuke them because, you know, they're about to take over Taiwan any moment now. 
And until that happens, we need to make sure that we've burnt every bridge for that future eventuality when they take over Taiwan. <laughs> like, how about this? How about, like, if they do invade Taiwan, like the Ukraine, then we decide if we, if we want to uh, stop giving them iron ore. How about you stop asking us to make those statements now before they've even done it? Yeah, before they've done it. You're just, like, just say it. Say that you'll stop giving them iron ore. And then all the politicians are like, yes, we're going to stop giving them iron ore. Say, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> we'll deal with it if it happens. Let's not try to antagonize them because as soon as you say that they're like, oh, Australia's a, they're they're gonna like they're gonna fall into the same American paradigm of like you know choke holding us and stuff. Mm. Dude, I'm flying into Taiwan when I go to Europe at the end of the year. How much would it be my luck that on the day I land in Taiwan, they're like, shut it down, we're nuking it. I'm like, no, not today. <laughs> that would suck so hard. It would be fun. You know, Miss Love was like, Miss Love called me and he said, hey Ali. I'm getting a $1,000 cheaper ticket to Taiwan, but I'm afraid that it's something's going to go down. Should I just get to that, pay an extra $1,000? And I was like, you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> just when when did you turn into a prepper? What is this year? Recently, that's when. 30s, that's when, dude. When I started just being like, eh, tin, you can't afford the craft brand of tin beans. I'll get a good home brand. I get a 30 cents inflation, yeah. Man, that's so weird. I think the exact opposite as a 30-year-old. If I would pay for the cheaper ticket now just to go to Taiwan because I'd be like, all right, I'm going to be right in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, but that's the difference between us, dude. <laughs> They'll hand me an AK and I'll fucking... I won't be able to get the child lock off. Yeah. But yeah. I do... I, honestly, out of all the deaths evaporating like one of those old animes about Hiroshima going... Yeah. <laughs> you down for that? That one seems like the best way you could possibly go. Just getting vaporized. It'd be cool, but just let me have some Aperol spritzes before I go. Hey, do you want to do a misadventure? I got yeah, 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 yeah. to piss. Wait, that's the piss? misadventure. <laughs> I got to piss. All right, while, Jordan's in the, while Miss Love is in the bathroom, there's some more news. Melbourne has officially taken over Sydney as the most populous city in the country. I knew this day was coming. I just didn't think it had happened so soon. Is this the end of Sydney as the primary city for Australia? I hope so. I'm sick of paying so much rent. Dude, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, there's a lot you of bad things, bro. <laughs> like today, I was during you rush can have hour. Two crowns, Melbourne. One for Crown Casino. One is the most populous city in Australia. There you go. Day. I was Much like, like my hairline, you're double crowned. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drive to the studio at eight in the morning, which is peak rush hour through uh, the main highway to get to the city. And I was driving. I and I came here maybe forty minutes in, which is nothing. And I was wondering what the hell is going on here. And I was like, maybe it's not a bad thing that Melbourne is the biggest city now. Rush hour isn't that bad in Sydney anymore. I don't think that that happened the day that Melbourne... I think you just got lucky. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like... (laughs) What do you say? I'm saying (laughs) if, if, like, if Melbourne becoming the biggest city means that our traffic isn't as... Is, like, I don't know if that's a good thing. It's probably not the way. It's just... City will continue to grow. It's not like all of a sudden, all right, that's it. All of a sudden, you can doble in now. No, but no, you know, no one wants to leave near the harbour for some reason. <laughs> but you know, Sydney Probably does have a... You go. Your neighbours with Malcolm Turbul, Ali. Sydney does have a negative growth rate now. Really? Yeah. Finally. Finally. Actually, Stop this coming. this is all great. Sucked in Melbourne. 
Yeah. There's a How lot do you know of what it's like. Good. There's a lot of people in Sydney that are moving to Brisbane and Melbourne. Yeah, fair enough too. I think that they've Melbourne's honestly sick. made the right move. My Melbourne's family cool. fucking moved to Brisbane. Yeah, that's yeah. one example. There you go. It's that's just a, that's proof. Cost of <laughs> living. No, but like these these are this is official data. More people. Uh, Sydney has a negative growth rate. Finally, and, uh, Brisbane and Melbourne both have positive. Yeah, good. It's time to. I feel like Mel- Brisbane isn't pulling its weight. I feel like there's plenty of room over there. Yeah. Mm. Every time the Stig complains to me about his rental prices, I think, nah, you need a couple more million people. <laughs> yeah, I know you, know. you need. You don't know what a rental crisis is. <laughs> you don't know what a housing crisis is. Like, uh, it's so bad when you go to like Brisbane and Melbourne, where people are like, did you realize this this house used to be five hundred thousand dollars, and now it's seven hundred thousand dollars in a matter of two years? I'm like. Bro, you can't find a property under million in Sydney. Yeah, at a decimal anywhere. point. At a 1.7. It's just insane that there's all these people in Melbourne being like, oh my God, the price is so bad. Hey, how is a, a local bartender supposed to live in Fitzroy these days? I mean, <laughs> I can live in the CBD, and let's be honest, that'd be more convenient, both for my lifestyle and work. Yeah, I exactly. like living in Fitzroy. Like, dude, <laughs> I saw apartments for sale right smack bang in the middle of the CBD of Melbourne. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's because crazy. we've had a Labor government in there. It's not a melting cardboard box. Yeah. It's an actual apartment. Yeah, they built yeah. it properly. We got locked. Properly. We got locked in the fire escape, and I was like, "This is nice." And Some, you know what else was amazing? Walking up the fire exit in Melbourne and not feeling this rickety feeling of <laughs> like, "Okay, they've made this flight out of pasture." Right? <laughs> Could have gotten yeah. something. Painted oh my a dirt God, they didn't even use super glue. <laughs> Pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, you guys have no idea how shitty some of the building qualities in Sydney oh, it's, City it's, are. It's, it's pathetic. Our last apartment where we used to live, like where the studio was. The floor, the floor bowed in. We, you could tell as soon as you walked in, it was a new development. It was brand new. And you could tell that this will last maximum a decade. Maximum. And you know what else? We were there for two years, and by the end of two years, it my was dad already used to always say these will one day be turned into housing commission apartments. And then I was walking past. This is a this was an apartment built under the last Labor government that was here. It feels like it's an actual much better. house. It does definitely? Uh, it's it's well built. Around it is a bunch of parks. Yeah. That was definitely green zone. That was part of the development process there. So when I walk out here, I have the sound of birds chirping and a. F- nice scent of flowers Mm. everywhere I go. (laughs) And then I walk past my old apartment and there was just hot garbage coming straight out of... (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember every time we used to have to drive up the driveway to the old apartment and there'd just be this row of trash. Yeah. It was just like... One of these children in the Philippines that lives in a <laughs> trash heap? What the hell is this? And this and what, what, is supposed to be... $1.5 million? Yeah, this so is supposed hard. to be where the elite is supposed to live. I know. And like, how you are you living, living here? <laughs> so far. So far. 24-hour gym is a few blocks away. <laughs> and it's the houses are 1.5. Yeah, the apartments are 1.5 million, 1.3 yeah. million. And, and, and people in Melbourne are complaining about well-built apartments that are $500,000. No, I mean, look, look. I don't want to like shit talk. Their apart- Everything has gone up. Yeah. It's just like ours was already a pretty <laughs> high base. It went up from 200000 to 500000 You don't know how yeah. good that is. That's yeah, it's Think about it like this. We could buy three good apartments for the price of a trash heap yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, it's the housing dream is over in Sydney. It, but like but to True. be fair, uh on average 
people living in Sydney earn a higher wage. So oh, I guess yeah, it but cancels how much? Out. What, like fifty bucks a week more? <laughs> no, actually, someone told me this. One of my uh, one of my uh, cousins who lives in Brisbane told me that I think eighty percent. So he 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 grew up in Sydney, uh, near East Gardens, and he now lives in Brisbane. And he's saying this is a good marker to judge it. You're you'll earn about eighty percent of what you're earning in uh, in Sydney when you move to Brisbane. Right. Oh. Whatever you do, and houses cost about a quarter. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah, no, they you'd don't really nec- miss that fifth of your money, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, I really don't think that a corporate lawyer earns that much less in Brisbane this year. They do. They wrong. they earn less. They do earn less. Not much that much, less. but they do. Gen. They just look at the because I know uh, you look at the postings. They definitely. So uh, a, a lawyer that was earning one hundred thirty thousand dollars over here, which by the way is not. A crazy amount but it is kind of a crazy amount in brisbane i'm talking about a lawyer that's been working in the field for maybe three four years in sydney you could you'd go up to one hundred thirty thousand. same person in brisbane probably eighty thousand. in melbourne maybe ninety hundred thousand. Mm. how much they're making in perth i think mm. that they've just gamed the system there i bet you a corporate lawyer over there is earning 300 grand it depends <laughs> what sector if you're in probably. the mining industry you're earning yeah. a lot yeah, of money mining, yeah i like how uh <laughs> Perth seems to have this old school medieval patronage system where it's kind of just like submit to Gina Reinhardt and accept the crowns. Yeah. You know, like it, it really seems like if you sell your soul in Perth, you'll at least get a good price. Mm. For yep. sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Who wants to see various Danos direct products? Hell yeah. Dude, this, this, this like, check, think of it from this. Oh, by the way, okay, I found out some more details about this. But do you know one of the most selling cars? Sorry, not the one of the most. The most selling car in Australia is a Land Cruiser. Oh, okay. Did you know that? No. Do you know how much that car costs? No. $150,000? $170,000? Christ. Most selling car in Australia. Wow. <laughs> God, I, would have thought, I would have sworn it was the Tesla. There's so many of them. Oh, it's not the Tesla. There say. are a lot of them. Get out of fucking so Zetland. There are a lot of Zetland. Get out of Zetland. Yeah, you're right. Get out of Zetland. Yes. Yeah. But uh, those $160,000, $170,000 cars, they're all... I looked it up. I was like, who the fuck are buying these cars? They're mostly being sold in Western Australia and uh, mm. Queensland. Mm. They're mostly being sold by people that are affiliated with the mining industry and I heard about this. Someone told me recently, someone who works in a mining company, there's like a, there's a thing called uh, no weight lease for cars. So you get a brand new zero meter car. They, you pay it before tax, right? So th- it goes from the tax money. You use it for three, four years. You hand it back. They give you a $10,000 check and you get the latest new car. What? You have to set aside a certain amount of money every month. Maybe it's a thousand dollars a month. That you an old scheme. This is basically just how Alan Bond. Yeah, but like that's how that's how you that's how they're fucking buying these Land Cruisers. Yeah, Yeah. and of course, people that work in the mining industry don't really care about fuel efficiency. (laughs) No, absolutely not. You know what? Honestly, you know how people are always saying ban cruise ships, ban land. Cruises. Yeah, ban Land Cruiser. At oh, least I give me one. That. But come on, Prado's are pretty fun. I had one for a while. 
Dude, everyone thinks they're fun. A Prado. But I think this is the jealousy thing <laughs> that you were talking it's about. It's a four-wheel drive. It makes you feel like a big man. Last part of the working class are just jealous. Maybe we are like man land cruisers because we don't have <laughs> one. I mean, no, I'm not even saying it. It's just like, oh, I think you're better than me with your fancy heated steering wheel. It's nothing to do with that. It's just like I, I really hate how those massive wastes of resources just go out of the gas station. It's just like, you are out of gas. Please, you turn back into BP. Ban him in the city. You don't need him in the fucking city. You just don't. No, absolutely. You don't need to haul a dead pig in fucking, like, Redfern or, or Bondi, you know? That's true. Having said that, it's pretty cool seeing MILFs get out of one of those. Yeah, yeah Dude, right. it's always rad seeing MILFs get out of SUVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Range yeah, Rovers. All right, all right. Exclusively, you have to get an eight or above on rateme.com <laughs> to qualify for a Land Cruiser. Dude, that's why they get it. They marry someone that's loaded and then they get exactly. out of that Land Cruiser <laughs> and Range Rover. All right, miss, we're running out of time, so let's do your misadventures. Oh, and shit. You want to do that? Yeah. This one was like a long time coming. I got to fucking... By the way, this is fucked. I put this in my bag, right? And then I put this in my bag and... Uh, with the vape? Yeah. I put this in my bag and the Harry Styles feather was just connected to it. That's perfect. I don't know where it came from. Wow, what a miracle. Yeah. So I'll find where the fuck... It's been... It's where is oh, it? Keep that in forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I just didn't touch it's it. It's becoming a scrapbook yeah. filled with precious memories. Yeah, exactly. What was the last misadventure? Well, I'll show Harry you. Style. Don't say it. I'll show you. Let me. Let me. Is the camera on me? Let me. Let me. Ex let me reveal it by by displaying the various memorabilia I got. Is that fair? I don't know if you can see this. Oh my god! What is that? Can you put that give, on? Give it to Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give you all of it. So if you see if it starts to help. Says Put it in the mic, in the mic. This is a magazine called Freedom. I'll give you all of it. And them. then we have another magazine called Impact, uh, which for some reason seems to be very concerned with kids being drugged up in Italy. It's not local, let's give it that way. Uh, the Way to Happiness, a common sense guide for better living. I'll be reading that. <laughs> And we have the bridge. There's a lot, dude. There's a lot of with, shit. With, I think, the chick from the Amy ad on there's the front. So, there's so much shit. Look, look. I got DVDs. Look. Why? What is this? Keep going. Just keep reading it. This one seems to be a live-action version of Akira. Uh, <laughs> show them, show them. It, it's a documentary called Making a Killing, the untold story of psychotropic drugging. I can't even remember why you have these things. Keep looking. I'll Way to have this end. now on DVD. Well, that saves a lot of time. This one might. If I had this a one, DVD player, this one might say it. This one might give it away. Ooh, you've got a DVD on the life of L. Ron Hubbard. Whoa! What was this misadventure? This one will help even more. Uh, yeah, this one's just a. Uh, yeah. Okay. So All right. He shit. he he went to Scientology church. <laughs> Did you go to the Scientology <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, like, randos allowed? God, they give you a lot of information. Dude, there's so many. You there's went there's to more. so many imams and, and, <laughs> and, and they gave you, what, that one crap paper. Yeah, look at this shit. The bridge. Look, that's where it is. Go clear, Sydney. 
I wonder why Scientology is so anti-drugs. Wait, you, anyone so can walk in and anyone can walk in and they entertain. Every, I thought it was just for rich people. Nah, man, they let me. But come they in ask and you they, what your pay is, and if it's like anywhere below two hundred thousand dollars, they tell you to. Not fuck. at the entry level. Look at this. The truth about cocaine. It's good for you. Yeah, let me guess. It's bad. They really. I learned that they really don't like drugs. And look, there's Jung. Jung's in here. Look at this shit. See Jung? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I want to. I want to read about like. So, what, what was your misadventure? So like? it's well, Jordan's got. Actually, this is the most important thing. This. These are my test results. I did the fucking test. No wow. way. It took me like an hour and a half. You're in the Scientology building. Are you re- are you ready to see the results, both of you? I just want to hey, show. Let's let's read. Okay, your okay, adventures okay, okay, And then okay. at the end, and actually, we'll see how clear you are. Yeah, and, and while we're doing this too, I'll send Ali some photos that I took there. Because can I send them to you to put up on the screen? Do you know you how can. to do that, Ali? I can do it. I just yeah, think I it's it, worth it. it. I'll send you like two. This is because remember, this is going to the up late crowd there's a lot no, more no it's not it's going to everyone no I mean like the extra footage my extra oh, remember I get you don't want to show stuff? it over here now I'll show you one I'll show you yeah. one little photo email it to me yeah I'll email it to you and then uh, and then I'll because then I'll be tantalizing for the it's so far back now I gotta fucking find it um, I think uh, we have our title for this week's podcast we visited the church of Scientology <laughs> yeah I think that if that doesn't get clicks you reckon yeah I don't or think- even better Going clear. Yeah, going clear. <laughs> going clear is going to do it. Oh, here we right, go. Here well, we go. R- it was a terrible idea of my end to send me stuff to the church of Scientology <laughs> because I bet you he signed up to it. I I won't tell you in advance, but uh, I might have some commitments, other other worldly commitments. All right, read, read some of the adventures. Can I just send All this right, to well, your phone? Uh, originally, I remember I, I said, you email. should go uh, visit the Ha Krishna Center, the Happy Science Center, and the Church of Scientology. Yeah. And then I remember Mislav calling back and saying, I tried to do that, but I couldn't leave the Church of Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Literally, dude. Gmail, here we go. It was fucked. Uh, I mean, it was... <laughs> Let me just tell you... I, I cannot wait to see what happens inside because I yeah, think everybody too. out there is Tough curious one. about what goes on. Yeah, well, I can tell you, that's for sure. All right, so... Took magnesium in Finergan last night. Oh, that was before you entered the Church of Scientology. Oh, jeez, I forgot. I haven't read... I, I don't remember this, dude. Wow, you you are you are an avid student. <laughs> uh, How good's that? One p.m. Unfortunately, the original misadventure has gone out the window. That's right. Originally, I wanted him to go to Jamboree Recreation Park, yes. where he controls the action, yeah. which we can still do. Where the action is controlled for. <laughs> we can uh, still, I'll send you the rest of this on your phone so you can upload it. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Onwards on. to the city to try and move up the ranks of Tom Cruise-led Scientology. <laughs> he thinks Tom Cruise is the head. Found it. The reading is an hour long. There's no Hindu temples in the city. Didn't know that. No, I'm not yeah. looking for Hindu temples. I'm looking for Har Krishna. And it's not a temple. Uh, It'd be a building. Oh, uh, well. And look. the only happy science is in Artaman. Didn't know that. I thought they'd have one in the city for sure. No. Nah. Looks like this is it for today. Wish me luck. Chapter two. Sat down and did the test. 200 questions. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say $200. I was like, here we go. I've <laughs> never heard of someone being so interested in someone else. It was it was, a, it was an exam. It was like the HSC. <laughs> Jeez, is that trying to test if you're a replicant? <laughs> it was Incredible. so intense. 
coloured in the circle. Took an hour. They took my results. Then I got a reading and analysis of my results with a dude, 70-something called Wayne. He said, I'm very depressed. Hey, look at this photo. Oh, miss, you really, you really. No, okay. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it. Sorry, in the photo. sorry, sorry, like, miss. You can't. We're in the middle of the plot right, here. Sorry, this sorry. is a hilarious. Photo. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> go. That the go, go. display that you have on your face. Yeah, how does right, that go. know your profile? In fact, do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Make okay. it the next Forest Hall album. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, make it the front cover. You have to. You <laughs> okay, have to. Okay, okay, go on. Okay, this is the results that he got. You ready for this? Mm. This is what the guy said at the Scientology about his love. He said, you're a very depressed, angry young man. He did. He was a cunt to me. <laughs> this guy was an absolute dick. And there was a dude next to me that went, and he was like, that was sick. I had the best. I'm like, why did I get this dick? <laughs> I, and he was like, it was like, oh, it was like a therapy section, session for me. They weren't pushing it at all. I'm like, who the fuck did you see? Keep going. It was yeah, a f- that's okay. That's very good. with no goals. Uh, that talks a lot of bullshit. To p- this is what he said. He goes like this. He goes. Like, he went to me. He went to like. He went like this to me. So he got my results, which I'll show you here. These are my results. I'll show you after. It's insane. And this is what he, he, he did. This quote. He goes like this. He goes, "You, you," and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "You a lot of this, a lot of this." I'm just like, "Wow, fuck." Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> it's fucked. It was fucked. Jeez. And this is either because of past trauma that I know about or don't. He kept saying it happened in childhood or or my mind is being possessed by a spirit. Or an, I didn't know they were into the Nambi Pambi yeah. tree of life stuff. Yeah, possessed by a, a spirit possibly. Or another person that won't leave me be. He then made me watch an intro movie. He said, I do lots of this. Yeah. <laughs> and said, I do a lot of talking bullshit. The depression reading was as low as possible. Look, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking maybe Scientology has something to it. Look at all this shit that John Travolta was No right. wonder they usually don't give out those many pamphlets. <laughs> no, and I thought didn't. they were just like, look, this is usually retailed at $1,000, but you need it. Pretty much, dude. In the beginning, I believed it had an open mind, but I called him on his BS and said, no, I'm empathetic and I had a great childhood. He just reverted to the evil spirit must be possessing me. Yeah, because I said, he was like, bad childhood, right? I was like, no, no, I had a great childhood. It was like, something bad happened. I'm like, dude, literally nothing bad happened in my childhood. Not one bad thing. And then he's just like, then you're possessed by a spirit. I'm like, well, that's convenient. Mm. Great. Well, you know, like, what, what are the other explanations? I don't know. Basically, was a very, very unprofessional psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he is I a psychologist, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's how they weed out the poor folks. What do you mean? If you look like you're not going to be the next Cashing Tom Cruise, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you suck. No, I think they probably are doing a little psychology reading and they're trying to read as to whether we should burrow into this guy's self-esteem or yes. we should talk them up. Mm. Either yeah. way of joining us. Yeah. Uh, 
But little did he know that he is Homer Simpson and much like when Homer Simpson joined that cult, <laughs> the only way that you could get him in is just by being like, no, 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 Tom Cruise. <laughs> that would have worked. That would have fucking worked. Uh, said there's various courses that could help me. Uh, first one is for $55. Uh, see, this is a pretty good buy-in. Start low. Mm. Dude basically told me I was fucked. I have no goals. And thought badly of people. The dude basically looked like a regenerative farming guy. Me and Jordan met. Yeah. Must have led a double life. Honestly, fuck that guy. I was into it a bit, but he was so off on so many levels. See, this is the whole thing. So maybe if he tried the tactic of, wow, Miss Love, you're so hardworking. You're empathetic. And that you're would such have worked. a good person all around. And uh, you, you're, you're doing amazing, <laughs> but Scientology could help you go further. Then, then I'd be like, in. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. Just go... Uh, Pick the wrong... He picked like, the wrong formula. Yeah. Also said ADHD was bullshit. Well, I mean, look, he's a living example, but it's not. And the drugs are fucked. I didn't know that this was a thing about that. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're really so big on, like, anti-drugs. Uh, they said they poison you. He was like, don't take any of that little poison. Yeah, it wasn't like the entire interview of Tom Cruise trying to tell schizophrenics to stop taking drugs. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I think a big part of it was. But then he came out with Top Gun Maverick, and he's back on top. Hell yeah. All the reactive mind. When I said I had a good childhood, he said it could have been while I was in the womb that I had the trauma. I could have been bumped. <laughs> he said, "Well, you don't know." He did say that. He said I could have been bummed in the womb. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I tried to. You know what? That actually is a very old school common insult of like you dropped on the head cap. <laughs> yeah, it's actually <laughs> saying that now. Sign up to this fifty-five dollar course. <laughs> I was open-minded. Miss, don't go into Scientology with an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, it was a very negative experience. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's bringing back trauma. It was bad. It was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> that seems to take some aspects of psychology and vaguely apply them, inject a shit ton of pseudoscience and prey on vulnerable people, dramatically over-dramatizing the scale of things like depression, happiness, ETT, like, I'm sorry, I'm not literally the most depressed person on earth. <laughs> Fuck off, Wayne. <laughs> That's what he said. Dude, he kept going, dude, I'll show you... <laughs> Whenever you guys want to see the chart, I'll show you the chart. But he's like, see down here. And it was like a thing. It's like, you're way down here. <laughs> Elements of truth exaggerated to prey on vulnerable people. Hilarious American style content and building. What, what do you mean hilarious American style content? What does that it's mean? It's just very like, enter the, uh, you know, the inclusion zone. There's no judging here. Watch this small infomercial. Is that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh, shit. Well, that's it. Watch this small infomercial, and then we will cleanse you. Like, it's very American, this uniform. It's all very clean. Pre like, even the bathroom. It's like, I got to pee. And I was just like, this bathroom's freaking me out. Really? Yeah, it's just really sterile. And, like, like they had very fancy soap for your hands. Like, it's like, ooh, it smells nice. It's just, like, weird. Anyway, do you want to see the most fucked up chart you're about to see in your fucking life? Yep. Who should I show first? I guess you just show, open show it. it. Just open it and show okay. the crowd. All right. Here we go. No, he's drawn. He he drew on the back on as well. Uh -huh. But open that shit. 
how am I supposed to make any sense of this? It is in show, X equals reactive mind, bad path. Show Ali. This is like physics. What is this? Show me. Show, show me. Like, dude. Okay, I'll explain it. To you. <laughs> I can. Ex- Wait, I'll explain me... it to you if you want. Basically, yeah. okay. So, whoa. It, but he drew so much on it. And I was just like, do you get paid to work? And it's like, no, I'm a volunteer. I'm like, what do you do for a job? And he's like, I'm an accountant. I'm like, how long have you been volunteering for a Sancho? He's like, 45, 40 years, 45 years. Yeah. So he was um, one of the OG. OG was old. He was old and he did not like me. But like, okay, so basically- I'm sure he didn't like you. I'll just explain. I'll just explain really to you guys and I'll show the crowd. So, so this thing here, right? Jeez, he drew so much. So this thing here- is the graph of like, that's my graph, right? My my points, my points. You're not going to be able to see, but whatever. It's just a graph. And um, basically like, depre- like you're supposed to be above these two areas. It's supposed to be above these like, see these in the middle there? It's like, if you're above here, you're good. You're, you're all good. So my, my line should have gone up like here. That's how it should have been. But this is my line. The cloud signifies the worst you can be, and that's depression. And then nervous is the lowest. And then he's like, uncertainty is not is pretty bad. He said that inactive mind is pretty good, inhibited is pretty good, whatever that means. And everything else is just fucked. And then what is the everything else? Well, I'll show it to you. But basically, that line is that's me. all depression. That's that that line is me. And then. I mean, it's like a fucking pirate. It is like a physics thing. He said, that's me and I push people out. See that little circle? It's like, you make a wall around you and you push people out. You push them out. And, and this was from the 200 questions? Yeah. And then he drew a what thing. What were the questions? Give us some examples. Oh, man. I should. Oh, I took a photo. I took a photo of it. Hold on. I'll show Wait, you. Do you want you me to put that? Uh, put the ones up? up I showed you. Yeah. Yeah, I took photo. Oh, no. It's just a multiple choice. Oh, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Look. All right, it's just that his handwriting's terrible. Wait, check it out. Look, it's like just multiple choice vibes. But yeah, I can't... Yeah. But you can't remember it. No, I can't remember it. Was, what's, it was, that, what's this photo we're looking at, miss? <laughs> Jordan, look at that Look at that photo. That is a photo I got someone to take of me watching the infomercial. And what's this? <laughs> and what's this? <laughs> what is this? This is a video. <laughs> of me watching the See, who you got, cannot brainwash this man. Who took that? Who made how that video? You, there were some other like, people. While you're saying, like, while you're saying, hey man, can too. you feel me for my TikTok? How can you say that ADHD doesn't exist? That <laughs> <laughs> looks so sc- I think there's another photo. I sent you one more. No, Look at that photo. <laughs> Look at that. They made me watch it. There's uh, another one. There's another well, one. But, yeah, we've got some new photo editions for him. Uh, but basically... <laughs> But basically, look, the, the, the Oxford, yeah. So basically the questions were, Ooh. dude, there was a weird variety of questions. Like there was like, if there was a dog with his, with his heel broken on the side of the road, would you walk up to it and help it? If there was an old man that wanted to cross the road, would you help oh, it? Wait, you said no to that? Look at this photo. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite that's photo of all time. That so, should be your profile, profile picture. Right yeah. So ba- at least on your dating app. So, so basically, yeah, you're right. So basically... Basically, um, so the photos were like very psychological based. Like, do you feel angry? How often do you feel angry? But there were some really weird ones, like like really weird ones. Like, would you take up arms to support your country? Shit like that. And then there was ones that are sort That's of like- That's not that weird. What did you say? I can't remember. I, I answered them as honestly as possible. 
But it was just saying, it was just a, a there was some weird ones. There was some very strange ones. Like, would you like to go to Zimbabwe and shit? There was one like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There was some fucking weird ones. <laughs> well, you got to stretch it out if you're asking 200. Yeah, questions. it was an hour long I wonder exam. what's the right answer for it. Do you want to go to Zimbabwe? Yes. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah, that's all just about like, uh, you know, are you up for open experience? Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff. You can see exactly what they're asking. Wait, that, asking, that dog very, one. Huh? What did you say to that? Did you I say was you being, weren't going to go? No, I said talk? I'd help it. I was being honest. I think that the fact that they were just like, do you sometimes feel like anxious? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, wow, you're the worst person on earth. Like, I don't know, and the and the and the literature. There was books, and dude, he literally went like this at one point. He goes, "Have you are you familiar with this?" And it was like Dianetics, and it was like this thick book. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard about it." Is that the book he's written? It's like that's the first book he's written, and I was just like. Dude, you're holding like a, a copy to, of June to me. I've read June. It's a science fiction book. How am I supposed to take you seriously? It's a thick science fiction book with the volcano on the front going. Poof. It's like, come on. And I, I really had an open mind. I'm like, it didn't help that it was being a cunt to me. To be honest, I'm like, you're a dick. Like, give me some credit here. You know, he's like, you're the, he was. Some he was like, you're the worst person I showed I've up. ever met. You know, I the, he surely did. He didn't say that, but he basically did. He was just like, he was like a lot of this. Bad attitude, depressed, angry. You, you got bumped in the womb. I'm like, hey, what the fuck are you talking about? I know people that's lives are completely fucked. What would they get? What would their fucking result be? I would be? love to know. Imagine if they killed it. God. It's fucked. Anyway, so basically, I don't know what you can make of that. Did you show the audience? Put it on Jordan. There's no way they can see it. It's not close enough. Right, right, right. Yeah, and dude, I had it in my hand I'll and have I couldn't it. figure out what it was. I'll have it. If you if you guys sign up to the up late, you'll get all this extra, you know, the extra footage, the extra shit. I do a little analysis. All that stuff will be there. There's a lot of photos. But yeah, that's what I got. And I was just like, I don't under... He, he, he kept writing on it. He kept writing and writing. I mean, like, he kept ex like extrapolating and extrapolating and, and, and like and getting more and more technical and more information. And that's why it's like a fucking pirate map because he kept drawing these graphs and being like, this is you and this is this life cycle and this is how you push people out and this is where you should be and you should be up here, but you're down here. And like, it was just insane. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was torture. Did you read any of this material? Well, I'm skipping. I'm skimming through some of it now. I, I think mean, I, after I th that harrowing experience, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, "Nah, fuck this." I I'm think, not I, think I glanced the one about cocaine because I'm like, what, "What new takes do they have on cocaine?" You <laughs> what know? was the take? I think it was like it's bad. Not as bad as ADHD. Yeah, look at this classic Scientology. Can you see this? You can't see it. No, no, you, no. They can't see anything. In rank of deadliness, bullets, bullets, bullets. Ping. The top are the drugs. And hey, I'm not, well, then not wrong, probably. Well, well I'm not pro drugs. Oh my I'm not god, pro this big is farmer. so fucking funny. I'm not pro big farmer, but like they're saying, <laughs> in, in rank of deadliness, there's a small bullet, and then just the bullet keeps getting bigger. At some point, it becomes one of those massive sniper bullet. But the biggest one is just a pill called drugs. No, not just any drugs. Psychiatric, uh, psychiatric drugs. Psychiatric drugs. I'm psychiatric not, drugs I'm have not been saying, linked I, to look, shootings, tragedies at Fort Hood Army Base and Washington D.C. I'm not denying Dude, that. I'm not maybe, denying maybe that. it's not the guns. Maybe Dude, it's I'm not, the drugs. I'm not denying it, and I'm all. At, I hate toxins as well. Like this is the danger. If Jordan went, he'd be a Scientologist. Yeah, because they'd, yeah. they'd be like, "You ran." Oh, yeah. and you know what else? I also think I truly do think look, this. Look. Yeah, they'll tell Jordan. You know, you know, even like, after Tom Cruise dies, you're the prophet. People that were in it for twenty years, yeah. and they're always saying, "I hated it. It was a cult. It was really scary yeah. and oppressive." Yeah, but I owe my acting career to it. Yeah, 
I think that they definitely do teach you. Oh, uh, I don't know, Jordan. The first sure. page. No, they do, but. The, I think Scientology is for you. Literally, the first page says, How to win an argument by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> read it, read it. All right, I've got to read this out, actually. Yeah, oh, read it it's, out. It's pretty quick as well. Yeah. Really, yeah, let's, right, really let's hear what Elon says because, like, I just got abused. I just got fucking abused. That's all that happened to me. But yeah, go on. It is not entirely just to say that psychiatrists in the mic, and psychologists in the mic. have no technology. True, they can cure nothing and cannot change anyone for better or worse, and as a result, have to kill difficult patients. But they do have one piece of technology. This is concerned with winning arguments. Anyone who disagrees with their planned totalitarian rule is pronounced insane. He is... See, this is why, because this man was insane. And he was just like, I don't need you, Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> he just left an insane asylum and started a Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyone who disagrees with their... Pl- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people, they cannot get their hands on, but who exist in literature or legend, they also pronounce as insane. Barry Goldwater was labelled... Of course, this guy's a fan of Goldwater. Who's that? That makes a lot of sense. Who is he? Barry Goldwater is the guy that really tanked for the Republican Party. I think he won like maybe one state. Oh, shit. I think this was against, if I'm not mistaken, Carter, was it? Shit. Could have been. No. Not too, I can't, I don't know. Neither do I, but like, yeah, he was, no, it would have been a lot old. It was been like the 50s or something. Mm. Um. Whitaker Chambers was dubbed a psychopathic personality. Woodrow Wilson was declared a megalomaniac. Even Jesus Christ, when the psychiatrists declared religion barred their way of world control, was called a born regenerate with a fixed delusional system. Maybe. Mm. Manifesting a paranoid clinical picture... It is hardly conceivable people can even question the accuracy of the diagnosis. In other words, psychologists and psychiatrists do have a piece of technology. Anyone who is ever out of the idea of the social norm is labelled as crazy. This at once dispossesses of the fellow, of course. It invalidates his views and gets them out of the road of psychiatric progress towards the total state. There are only two things odd about this technology – one is it is only used on people who speak of freedom or whose views oppose psychiatric ambitions. The other is that it cannot be called new. Even though a lot of Latin is employed to make the point, it is difficult to find any difference between this technology and that employed by little boys. As almost anyone has known, devoid of all Latin terms, when two little boys can't agree on some vague point little boys disagree about, one or the other, since caveman times, has always tried to end the argument with, you're crazy. Could it be in their whole technology? Has it ever really advanced beyond that of the neighborhood bully? <laughs> He's got some points. He's got I'm some points. <laughs> He's becoming a Scientologist. This further. Yeah, he does All have right. some points. Well, on top of that, I hear that his science fiction books are pretty good. Well, I've we're going to yeah, continue sure. to talk about this on the uplate, so make sure to become a patron if you aren't. Moving the DVDs now, and we're going to end this with showing our audience Jordan's fun zone. See, <laughs> Actually, Jordan, can you do? Uh, okay, 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 Miss. Shit. When I tell you, can yeah. you hit number two? All right. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Tell me when. I'm so ready. 
I can't believe he got it. Yep. Boom. All right, you are. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. How good does talking about Das Capital and that's in the fucking office? Fuck. Fuck. Give a review. Are you doing it? Oh my God. It's so good. Anyways, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next. You can't sign up for that. Put it back on him. Put it, yeah, he can. He, he'll do the outs. He'll do the final thought. I just have to say this. Two. Sign up for our play for more content. Our excuse me while I kiss the sky. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>